Hello, welcome to another episode of Seeking Mount Parnassus. I am the poet formerly known as Derek. And I'm Katana. I wish you would step back from that <laughs> ledge, my friend. I'm just kidding. We were just listening to the artist known as Third Eye Blind. <laughs> um, thank you, Third Eye Blind, for enlivening us up prior to listening to starting this podcast. We were listening to the song Semi-Charmed Kind of Life and Jumper. Both of those songs in the past have have gotten me all fired up. <laughs> I don't know if it's the the darkness, the mm. deep, mm. the deep pull of emotion that they talk about, the mm. willingness to be open and and explain the meth binges, <laughs> the the cheap sex in the night, mm. the the disturbing visions, the friends who have jumped. How many friends have jumped? Dear God. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, third eye blind. Um, we are not third eye blind, however. We are here. Our third eye is quite wide, open, and we are on the precipice of a new age. The age they've been talking about since like 1969, since the summer of love, I believe. The age of Aquarius, kind of. Yeah. Pluto is an Aquarius. Yes. Um, it just entered. We're at, we're at the new. We're at the full moon right now, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a, exactly opposing. Uh, the sun in Aquarius and Pluto in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. The new, the full moon, which is in Leo today, right now, pretty much, is opposing the sun and Pluto in Aquarius, and it's where we come to you now in an Aquarian state of being. Mm. Wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I got that song stuck in my head, and it's yeah. it's a good it's a good song. Yeah, um, I think what made you think of it was you were saying something about how we take turns talking each other down from the ledge. Oh yeah, we're we're always this morning we're trying to do our horse jobs, and I look at Katana deep into her eyes, and I see the demons. The demons come. The demons often come for us in the morning to say hello. They say hello by way of. Um, fucking with our minds sometimes they get in they get in there and we have to expel them like shamans in the mist Mm. um so that we had to do that this morning Mm -hmm. uh katana was feeling a little rough um we were both feeling rough i was feeling rough the other day and uh we were constantly having to talk each other down from the ledge please don't jump today if you can and uh, we're able to get each other back uh away from the ledge and calm down on, on back onto the couch to uh, warm up and, and recalibrate our systems back to uh, the reality of the fact that we're alive and we're in love and, and, and the, everything is excellent if we believe it is and if we uh, feel it. So thank you again, Third Eye Blind, for popping in and letting us know that it's okay for the demons to come and um, that's fine. That's okay. And do you want to read your poem? Yeah, I have a poem. Um, I wrote this poem on the new moon. We went to Taos, New Mexico, and we were staying at a bed and breakfast. And I wrote this poem in our suite. Well, it was just a room, but it had a fireplace. The name of the room was called Fetish Bear. I did not know prior to this that fetish has something to do with native 
mm-hmm. American culture or something. A fetish is like uh, is almost like a talisman yeah. or something. So we were staying inside of the room called Fetish Bear, which is really just like the the embodiment of the spirit of the bear. And in this in the room, I wrote this poem. Um, however, I did not put a title on it because we were going to burn it. But after I wrote it, we decided not to burn it. So here we go. Here it is for you. Cosmic winds, be aware. We have moved on. We are on to the next skin. Our souls are grabbing hold of the hawk's spirit, flying free into the great beyond, free from deception. Mystical monkeys dance upon the grave of despots. Usurpers of the soul are put to the sword. Night, night, false lover, sick witch from hell, child karmic propulsion, the nouveau soul startling, begins again with the eternal energy of the new moon. We are free, magnetic acrobats, prepared for extra amounts. Henceforth, follow me. Beautiful. Thank you. Today we're talking about Pluto. Possibly. We're talking about the Aquarian way. What way is it that we're living? We're living in a way that's uh, Aquarian. Uh, we, we've got a, in our composite chart, we have an Aquarius sun in the 11th house, which means that we may have to do outsider type of things in the community, perhaps, being that it's in the 11th house. So we wanted to give a lovely feeling to the Aquarian way of being. We have both been Aquarius types in the past. We've been uh, a little bit contrarian at times, seeing the glass as half, half full and uh, being pissed about it. Half, half empty. Half empty, yeah. Seeing the glass as half empty and being pissed. But we want to embody the happy, excellent qualities of Aquarius in this time as Pluto shifts into Aquarius because Pluto is going to be in Aquarius for like 20 years, perhaps. Yeah, it's a long time. I know we looked ahead. I didn't write the date. I can look, though. Yeah, the uh, last time the Pluto was in Aquarius was 2009. No, no. No, am I getting a different thing? Yeah, you're mixing up. Pluto, I mean, it's probably been, uh, it's over 100 years. Oh, geez. It takes like 180 years for Pluto to go all the way around. Oh, shit. The... Zodiac. Oh, yeah. Either way, um, I was thinking of a different transit. I think it's like yeah. Uranus and Saturn conjunction. Oh, yeah. We were looking at the Cosmos and Psyche by Richard Tarnas, mm-hmm. and there was an example of, about Moby Dick where there's these Saturn-Uranus. There was like a Saturn-Uranus-Pluto conjunction once, uh, and it helped out the writing of Moby Dick. Um, but it relates to uh, Pluto uh, anyway. So... Pluto is going to be in Pisces in 2044. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we got 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. And, you know, it might pop in somewhere before that. I'm just jumping ahead by years. So the way it works with all the planets is they're going forward, and then they turn retrograde. They don't actually literally turn retrograde, but from our perspective on Earth, it looks like they're going backwards. Right. And so they all, all the planets do this except for the sun and the moon um so 
it, it makes a little bit of headway, but then goes backwards. So Pluto being the furthest out mm-hmm. from us, is it seems to move the absolute slowest. So it only moves a couple degrees every year and it moves forward a couple of degrees and it moves back again. So Pluto just went into Aquarius for the second time. It went in the first time in the spring of 2023, April to June mm-hmm. of 2023. But then it went retrograde back to Capricorn from June till just a few days ago, January right. 2024. Right. It's going to stay in Aquarius now until September 2024. Then it goes back one final time into Capricorn, mm-hmm. September to November 2024. And then it will come back to Aquarius and stay there. Looks like till 2044, but it's possible that it'll retrograde. hit there before. And then it will definitely retrograde again and go back. So right. it's slow. And then it doesn't move the same speed in every sign. So like some signs, Pluto's 12 years, we've talked about that before. Right. But in Aquarius, it's going to be closer to 20 because of where it is in the orbit. Pluto's orbit is not a perfect circle. It's like an oblong. Right. Pluto in Aquarius, uh, the reason we're talking about this is because we have been living in a Pluto and Capricorn world for the last... Yeah, since 2009. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Possibly, yeah. I know it switched at some yeah. point. And so anyway, yeah. we've been living in a Pluto and Capricorn world. So if, if, it, is start, if it started in 2009, mm-hmm. what has changed in, in our daily lives mm-hmm. since 2009? We've gone from 2009 till now. We've been living in a type of, a type of world, a type of uh, energy, and that is coming to an end. We're, we're moving on to a new type of energy which we can feel ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it seems like others are also feeling this type of energy. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to explain, not explain, but um, address the, what has been uh, the, some of the issues um, with Capricorn and, and why we need an Aquarian approach to the, what's going to unfold. We're, we're about to enter this, this time you know, we've got 20 years of a change of, of energy. And what is it going to take to mate with that energy so that we can all prosper in the energy rather than, than floundering in the energy? So we, we want to take that approach of the energy is coming one way or another. So we might as well embrace it and go with it. So the approach to life um, might be an Aquarius approach as opposed to a Capricorn type of approach. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking of, we've started our path on an Aquarian way. We left everything behind in Wisconsin. We uh, left all our, most of our material possessions. We've given up on the financial system. We've uh, exited from social media We've exited from all types of uh, mainstream media, uh, radio, television, news, uh, magazines, paper, newspapers. And al- also we've exited from the zeitgeist of having to go to work. Uh, oftentimes you can remove yourself, but you can't remove yourself when you go to work. You still he'll hear all the stories from the other people talking about lots of different types of things. So we wanted to say what we're trying to do and how we're feeling uh, in this new 
Pluto and Aquarius away and what we can do and how um, to get together with the energy and prosper together, really. Yeah, I was just thinking it's interesting going from Capricorn to Aquarius because, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the ruler, the, so each sign has a planetary ruler as a planet that is associated with the sign, has a similar energy. And I use what's called modern rulership. So the planets that were discovered later were assigned to the original zodiac sign. So some signs have two planets now. Mm -hmm. So like Neptune, Uranus, Pluto were discovered later, and then they were added. Some people just use the traditional rulerships, and therefore the newly discovered planets don't go with a sign. But for me, it really feels right. So for instance, Neptune was assigned to Pisces, which was traditionally ruled by Jupiter. But Neptune really adds something to the understanding of Pisces to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, so with Aquarius, the traditional ruler was Saturn. And then when Uranus was discovered, it was added to Aquarius for people that use the modern system. And I think it's really interesting to look at the two of those because Saturn also rules Capricorn. Mm -hmm. So the sign that Pluto just came out of, Capricorn, ruled by Saturn. And then moving into Aquarius, also ruled by Saturn. So... Then Uranus brings in a whole lot of other things that I think are really important to understanding Aquarius. But the Saturn piece is interesting because it's related to what you're talking about regarding systems, mm -hmm. authority, uh, tradition, um, rules, limitations, um, all those kinds of things that come out with Capricorn, like the dark side, authoritarianism, mm -hmm. fascism, control. Uh, demagoguery yeah and sticking with tradition regardless of what's happening now like mm -hmm. a allegiance to the past right whereas aquarius has this feeling of the future mm -hmm. but saturn is still there right and one of the things we were talking about this morning was about how saturn is also the hermit mm -hmm. and aquarius can be the exile right and so there's a there's a common thread i mean saturn also has loneliness to it because mm -hmm. of that or being isolated right and there is an element of that to aquarius as well i mean if you're an outsider or an exile that's not always a good feeling humans generally want to be part of not outside of no uh and it's essential it's essential for our survival to have connection mm -hmm. but it's also appears to be essential to Aquarian innovation to remove yourself, like right. you were just saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how can we remove ourselves and how do we feel like this is the, the thing that we've been thinking of with removing ourselves. We, we have removed ourselves in a, in a sense, but we still have to go to the store. Mm -hmm. um, but it seems like we've removed ourselves, um, but the mainstream uh, gets pulled into thinking that they've removed themselves mm. oftentimes. And uh, it's difficult to get out of. Uh, for example, when you, um, you may have thought that you removed yourself by joining a subculture or uh, participating in a, in a non-mainstream Aquarian type of uh, subculture. Mm -hmm. But then it turns out that that is actually very Capricorn style mm -hmm. um, 
uh, authoritarian mm-hmm. with uh, lots of rules and uh, ways in, in which you have to be, which turns out to be not very uh, free. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to get uh, out, uh, and the traps are everywhere. Uh, so I think that it's not as um, black and white as just I'm going to go to in to Siberia and, and exit. You know, we're not we're now living in a technological age where there is no exile. You can go to Siberia with a smartphone and be in the same consciousness as being in the center of Manhattan. It's really not that different. If if you're exposed to to the zeitgeist of the of the world, no matter where you are, if, even if you are in in theoretical exile physically, if you're plugged into the mainstream consciousness by way of uh, social media or other platforms of robot control, mm-hmm. you um, are still plugged in, mm-hmm. which it, the Aquarian way um, forward is is not plugged in. It's like true exile. Mm-hmm. And the only way to plug into what's going on is through meditation, mm-hmm. uh, shamanic journeying experiences, mm-hmm. or uh, animals, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the natural world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about an Aquarian guidebook or handbook. Mm-hmm. If you want to set out on an Aquarian path, well, first of all, why would you do that? I think one of the reasons is that Aquarius is about the future and it's also about innovation and the true cutting edge. Right. And people like to use all these terms, but what they really mean is the unknown and going into territory that no one has been in. And that is scary. Right. And we have, we're not all all the way there because we're also on a journey just like everyone else or we're, we're in process, but we have taken some steps and we can see already the impact of those steps. So the first part of the Aquarian handbook is this, need to remove yourself and and the reason is that the conditioning is so deep Mm -hmm. and it's on so many different levels right but that if you actually really want to be involved in creating something that's new Mm -hmm. you have to create room Mm -hmm. for it to come to come through Mm -hmm. and to be free right from all of the limitations that are there in the system. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what we have discovered for ourselves is that we, we have created um, a place where we're, where we're at now, where we're removed mostly from mm-hmm. society, but we're not removed from, I mean, when you go outside, mm-hmm. you're, you're encountering mainstream consciousness it's it's just how it is try to go to the store Mm -hmm. you have to use your car to get there Mm -hmm. which relies on gas electricity uh cell phone towers being installed so that your cell phone can pick up the signal so you can find out how to get there if you use a gps system um there's no way to be in exile in this current way the only way is to be an inner inner Mm. freedom Mm by way of um, inner contemplation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thomas Merton has a book called 
this new seeds of contemplation. Yeah. And this is not this is not new whatsoever. Um, but it is uh, new in in the way that it's not as easy to be a hermit, and it's not as easy to remove yourself from mainstream consciousness, no matter how hard you try. Mm-hmm. Even a monk now living in America has to get uh, you know his attendants mm-hmm. uh, are exposed. Who knows who's exposed to the mainstream consciousness, mm-hmm. which could pervade um, even the most happiest uh enlightened on on the on the bodhisattva path Mm -hmm. uh if if you're not inner if you don't have inner freedom from your own ego and from the demons that come to get you uh each day every other minute then you're um victim you could be victim or prey to uh collective consciousness which is um always glued to the old mm-hmm. paradigm mm-hmm. the the new paradigm it, it never becomes a new paradigm until like 15 years later yeah or longer lucky, yeah you know i mean uh like in in the army the even in 2008 when i went to basic training i got issued an alice pack which is a rucksack this rucksack i was issued it was the same exact style of rucksack they have been issue, issuing since vietnam and I went to basic training in, in the year 2008 after, after being in a new type of war, an insurgent type of war for like seven years before that. I still, you know, so like the old paradigm never wants to die. Mm. And, and, and the people that are glued to the old paradigm are glued like very deeply mm-hmm. in every facet of, of material reality. And the, the new cutting edge will not, will not even be seen for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long ago was it that uh, it was just an idea to be able to send an email? You know, even people were sending emails in the 90s. No one started using that ubiquitously until the middle 2000s, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a long time. And that's just how it works. So being that we're on the edge of the Pluto and Aquarius, we are we are on the cutting edge. That's where we're at right now. Uh, Katana and I have have. Um, I mean, we haven't really chosen. We have we have no choice because this is just how we are. Uh, our life experience has pro- propelled us into this way that we are, and we are um, finding ourselves on the frontier, an actual frontier where there's no map there's no guidance there's no help there's no examples of what we should do we could look to the past and give get ourselves um motivated by ram das or um jesus or uh any other spiritual teacher but we can't replicate exactly what was done in the past because it won't work Mm -hmm. we're living in a different age Mm -hmm. in a different way and it, when Pluto is in Aquarius, that's just the energy that there is. We can't try to be, uh, you know, just work hard and pull ourselves up from our bootstraps and think that that's going to be the answer mm-hmm. uh, at this time. Mm-hmm. The answer is is going to be an answer that we simply don't understand and we we haven't even figured out ourselves. And um, we're we're going to have to try to understand uh, and. Yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's making me think of the story of Mount Parnassus right. uh, and the, the inspiration for the name because the Capricorn impulse, like you were saying, is preservation. Mm -hmm. And there can be a high side to that, like we've talked about in previous episodes about what we want to preserve mm -hmm. from human existence into the future and how some things are important to preserve. Mm -hmm. But the Aquarian side or what you know, now that we're we're in a, a more aquarian energy it's not about preservation it's about innovation and, right. and building something new right so with with pira and deucalion they're told uh, by zeus i think that the flood is coming right and they need to go to mount parnassus mm -hmm. to survive the flood right. so they do it and the flood comes and it wipes everything out and then after the flood they've survived it they are then sent to, they go to the oracle mm -hmm. and she tells them that they have to throw the bones of their mother over their shoulder mm -hmm. to restart humanity. Right. And they're all distraught because they take it literally and it's a sacrilege to dig up the bones of your mother and right. how are they going to do this? So they spend some time reflecting mm -hmm. and they come up with a symbolic solution, which is to use stones which are the bones of the earth, right. the earth, our mother, mm -hmm. and they throw these stones over their shoulder and then new humans are created out of the stones and they start again. Right. But I think the interesting part of that is that they have the same conundrum that we have, which is they don't understand what they're supposed to do. Right. They don't know the answer and the, the guidance they're given is symbolic mm -hmm. and in the cryptic method of all oracles uh, from the beginning of time right a very pluto the shaman is not literal it's not going to tell you here's exactly what you need to do right it's going to give you these messages and and those are the kind of messages we're always getting so our our symbolism and the way that we've learned to read the environment and astrology of course is that it is the helpful guide at least tells us what's happening on a bigger picture so that we can recognize what's happening it's 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 a clue um and then i was thinking about too the uranus and aquarius is the this shakeup mm -hmm. it's like sometimes a sudden shock is necessary right it's the only way mm -hmm. to get out of the stuckness like you were saying things that have happened in our lives mm -hmm. uranus is lightning bolts and storms and earthquakes and just the unexpected popping right. in right in a way that's you can't ignore mm -hmm. and definitely things are coming we don't know what right but things are going to change because nothing is sustainable in the way that it's currently set up we've talked about uh electricity mm -hmm. and all uh, other kinds of things with the way the system works and and most people know that on some level right or have heard it right that, that we're heading towards something right not continuing the way that it is mm -hmm. we don't know how that's going to take shape is it no. going to be a literal flood <laughs> who knows but we do know that it just can't continue like it's been no so then now is the time to figure out what to do and there isn't a literal roadmap no for that because no one's been there no i mean what what do you do what do you do when you're uh, you're inside and uh this happened to me once um i used to be an electrician and i was working on 
a house, I had to reconnect their power to the main power lines. This is not typically the job of a of a class A licensed journeyman. This is usually the job of a lineman. But where I was working at, for some reason, the jurisdiction allowed regular electricians to do a re-hookup to the main power lines. So anyway, I'm hooking up the the incoming electricity uh, from the transformer on the on the electrical pole that comes to the house. I'm rehooking that up to the the wires of the house that I disconnected. And while I'm doing this, um, one of the wires slips out of my hand and touches the steel siding of this person's house and blows the fuse on the transformer. Thank God I didn't die. Oh my God. This is number one. Uh, and thank God it didn't explode and, and cause me to have arc flash burns. And it just tripped the, the fuse on the, on the transformer. But what happened after the transformer fuse blew was everyone on that block that was home came out of their house. Every single person. Their life was suddenly shooken the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> A man came to me, an old man, and said, what the hell are you doing up there? <laughs> I was watching, um, what is that show? The Price is Right. Oh, of course. And there's no power. What happened? And I said, I accidentally tripped the transformer. You know, it's probably going to be an hour or longer till they come and fix it. Um, and I looked up and down the block. Everywhere I looked was people standing there wondering what the fuck had happened. They had no power. Their life had been subtly, suddenly changed. They had no heat. They had no... Uh, if they were using the well, they had no way to get water up from the well because wells are operated by electric motors. If there's no power, there's no water. If there's no power, there's no heat if you have a furnace. If there's no power, there's also no router because it can't connect to Wi-Fi. It's, it needs power. So all these people suddenly realize that. And what is going to happen on Earth when uh, people... Uh, there's some sort of shakeup, and people have to come out of their houses. What are they going to do? What are we going to do? What is everyone going to do when we, when we're faced with uh, with reality that oh my God, we've been living in a in a fucking cocoon of comfort. We've been living in a false <laughs> reality where 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 they pipe in electricity, they truck in food, thousands of miles to another location to bring it to your store. What will the people do when they have to come out of their house? We might have to find another way. Mm -hmm. And it might not be the way that's been happening, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So if you view it as training, uh, warrior training, preparation for building something new, the best thing you can do is practice right. the skills. And I mean, we haven't actually written them out. But I'm starting to think it through. The first one is something around questioning. Mm -hmm. Just starting to question everything. Right. Start questioning assumptions that you make. Start questioning your own thinking patterns, what other people say. We've talked a lot about that on the mm -hmm. podcast because it's largely what we're doing here. Right. Uh, but I think that's one of the first, the first steps of the Aquarian awakening is questioning. Mm -hmm. And it's a big theme for Aquarius. Then the next thing is po probably listening mm. and paying attention yeah. to the information that is available. You know, there's, 
there's a lot of linking of technology with Aquarius and Uranus. Mm -hmm. And I just have this instinctive reaction to not want to talk about that. Yeah. But I think maybe, I mean, because technology is considered the cutting edge and it's, it's new and it's, you know, people are so wowed by this technology mm -hmm. and this culture. Although it is really funny because it's all dependent on electricity, which we've talked about before, being this old system that actually hasn't been changed or innovated or improved in any way for mm. what? How Since, long? Since uh, the, the late 1890s. Yeah. Roughly. So we're coming on 150 years. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm a little bit anti-technology or I don't know. But it doesn't feel like that's it. Well, I think the the thing that we we get wrapped around all me we meaning everyone mm -hmm. is that technology is only what we understand. Mm -hmm. You know, technology is just when there was a caveman. Technology is a circle that mm -hmm. is a wheel. Mm -hmm. Technology is fire. Yeah. No one knew knew what the fuck that was. Yeah. You know, technology yeah. Yeah. actually. You know what? What might be necessary for the the new age mm -hmm. is some other thing. We have no idea what it is. Right. Nothing to do with with the technology that we currently yeah yeah, yeah. have. Okay. I mean, we we might have to be shamanic um, uh, teachers mm. where we go into another realm, get knowledge about how to use the sun and the moon mm -hmm. to to get the energy from crystals. Mm -hmm and power our homes our our way of life mm -hmm. from some other means that we we have no idea how mm. it works okay so that's a good link with aquarius too because it's aquarius is uh linked to the the cup bearer for the gods oh right, right. so there's this movement between the human realm and the god realm mm, mm. and then richard tarnas who you referenced before also wrote a book called prometheus the, the awakener the awakener where he links Uranus with the myth of Prometheus, and he makes all these really excellent arguments as to why it fits better than the Uranian, uh, literal Uranian myth. Yeah. But Prometheus stole fire from the gods mm -hmm. and brought it to the humans. Right. And Prometheus was Deucalion's father. Oh, right, right. Deucalion, right. who is one of the two that lives on Mount Parnassus. Right. So we can assume then that Deucalion has fire mm -hmm. because his father is the one that stole it ah. from the gods, ah. brought it to the humans. Right. So then that, that's a technology. Mm. But I think an interesting thing there is if the new, the new information, mm -hmm. the new technologies, the new everything that's innovative is not coming from what's already existed. And it, I believe it's not coming from the human realm. No. And even all the great human inventors and geniuses always say, I don't know where this came from. Yeah. It just showed up. I have no idea. Einstein always talked about his intuition. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the great thinkers got information from the stars mm -hmm. or observing nature. Mm -hmm. They, they, usually the good ones don't take credit right. because they know that it wasn't them. Right. That was the source of this mm -hmm. new idea. Right. So I think that's something to be aware of, of how do we prepare for movement between realms? Mm -hmm. If you're not already doing that, mm -hmm. 
these are the steps. The first one is that questioning or just starting to try to break down right. the limits around how you think. And it's tricky because you can't see them. That's the the whole thing to it. Right. It's an invisible thing until it isn't. Right. And then suddenly you see it. And maybe it takes something really shocking to be able to see it. Mm-hmm. But perhaps there's a way that we can foster and encourage our own awakening so that we can be prepared to Mm -hmm. be open so then questioning that is the first stage so you can start to dismantle the old structures or at least clear away the debris Mm -hmm. of what wasn't working right and then starting to listen and what does that mean how do you tune in how do you start getting information how do you become a channel for true inspiration true innovation to come to you from another source. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's where some of this stuff comes into play. It's not dogmatic that we're saying, don't listen to mass media, don't be on social media, don't do these things because they're bad and we're against them. What we're saying is in our experience, these things cloud your ability to hear right. from other sources. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other move with Aquarius from Capricorn. We, Capricorn goes to the past and it goes to tradition and it preserves things. Mm-hmm. But it's at this point, we've, we've called all we can yeah. from that old way. Mm-hmm. And we need a different source of information. Oh, Belva's chiming in, our <laughs> Rottweiler. Um, so if we need a different source of information or we need a different source of inspiration Mm -hmm. we have to make ourselves available to that and allow it to come through and i think this is one of the most basic principles of meditation really and any other kind of spiritual practice of of clearing your mind and creating a space and i think it's not just about de-stressing and trying to relax and then going back to the grind, there's more important reasons for that. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons that it has to be done is that there is no other way for the information to reach us. Right. And it could be right there, like mm-hmm. just on the other side of this very thin membrane, mm-hmm. and we won't get it if there's no room. Right. And I think just creating the opening, mm-hmm. and that's another, the, the Saturn piece, discipline, Mm-hmm. Is another Saturn principle. The the discipline of being a hermit, the discipline of being outside creates some space. And Aquarius is an air sign as well. Right. So it could be, you know, this movement and this ability to glide on the currents and and follow the inspiration and and feel the wind mm-hmm. coming. Because like Pyrrha and Deucalion, we've got to figure things out symbolically and we have to hear what is happening Mm -hmm. around us we have to be able to perceive how the energy is shifting we need to be able to perceive it on our own without someone else telling us what the energy is in a 30 second video clip right we need to feel it ourselves or we're not going to have any kind of true unique voice voice leo Right. (laughs) This this also um, relates back to uh, Pluto and Leo, 
generation. Yeah. In the 60s. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things that was related to Ram Dass and Timothy Leary. Timothy Leary's catchphrase was turn on, tune in, drop out. Yeah. His approach was basically the same as what we're saying. Yeah. Because you need to remove yourself from what's going on so you can get in touch. You know, that's the whole point of turning on. His way of turning on was by L- using LSD. Yeah. Um, tune in would be to see the energy, get the yeah. energy. Yeah. It's coming in. Yeah. And then his last thing was drop out, meaning drop out of the collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. But what happened was the the turn on, tune in, drop out generation mm-hmm. and the people that followed that what um, dropped all the way out and never went anywhere mm-hmm. and didn't didn't actually unplug mm-hmm. from mass consciousness mm-hmm. they, they embraced things that were mm-hmm. ungrounded mm-hmm. and it led to nothing mm-hmm. i mean we it led to a continuation of vietnam mm-hmm. till 1975 it led to uh, everything that happened after that mm-hmm. uh so the aquarian approach could have have came in at that time but it wasn't mm-hmm. possible for some reason mm-hmm. you know uh people weren't willing or weren't weren't able weren't um ready probably actually the timing yeah. just weren't ready yeah. to fully um you know turn on tune in and uh come together mm-hmm. uh in a different way mm-hmm. that is not um just like fuck authority mm-hmm. uh and you know so i think at this current time well, we need to be able to give ourselves a chance um to uh remove ourselves from collective consciousness mm-hmm. and allow the energy to come in. You know, what, what is the, that energy that's giving you inspiration? Mm-hmm. Is there anything? Uh, and if you can give yourself some room mm-hmm. to feel it, to hear it, uh, maybe there is something. And I bet, I bet there is, you know, mm-hmm. but you, you're not going to be able to carry it out mm-hmm. Saturn style, Capricorn, mm-hmm. you know, the high side of Capricorn, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to discip- discipline yourself into mm-hmm. um, achieving the next Aquarian um, way of living mm-hmm. if you're um, just stuck in the past and stuck to the collective um, ungrounded mm-hmm. ideas of how to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few different threads that would be interesting from that. I mean, I think the the Pluto and Leo with, with Leo, the dark side is narcissism. Ah. You know, Leo is the archetype of the movie star or the performer or mm-hmm. the one on stage that wants attention, that has to have the extra flair, that has to be expressive. I mean, the the true heart of Leo is is expression, mm-hmm. authentic expression, and the lion's roar and uh the king mm-hmm. um but it can turn into an egotistical nightmare right. if it has no direction and it has no values mm-hmm. and i think that that is one of the things that was lacking with that generation was the actual discipline right it just became indulgent mm-hmm. and actually conformist which we've talked about before it wasn't each person thinking for themselves it was this became the popular thing which is it just spiritual materialism or political 
conformity, right. some other form of materialism where you're just following along, right. actually, right. with what the popular thing is. And there's a lot of that going on now. I mean, we're in Santa Fe now, and we see a lot of evidence of spiritual materialism. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that are superficially interested in different spiritual topics, but it seems like a lot of people are just doing that because it's cool. Really? Right. I mean, it's it's a popular thing to do. Right. And it makes you seem like a cool person mm-hmm. to other people, maybe. Right. I, I, I don't think that way, so I don't know. But that's what it looks like. Right. Um, so that was one thing I was going to say about what you were saying. And then there was another one. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I was talking about Timothy Leary and how it turn on, tune in, drop out. Yeah. How that led to... Um, the going nowhere, you know, it just keeps yeah. going nowhere. We we keep going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, thinking we're going somewhere. Yeah. We we're constantly. Oh, the collective. Yeah, the collective. Okay, the collective. This is another interesting archetype with Aquarius because Aquarius is is strangely linked with the collective, even though it's the exile. You're not an exile without being in relation to mm-hmm. the group. Mm-hmm. So Aquarius has this tense relationship with groups, like in a group, out of a group wanting to somehow be connected to a collective or a movement or the whole. Mm-hmm. And then there's the idea of the collective unconscious that came from Jung about this. Somehow there's something existing that connects all of human kind. And there are, you know, this is a dream world. This is the unconscious world. This is the world of metaphors and symbols right. where you could find the same symbols all over the world throughout history. Mm-hmm. Why? A Jung's theory was, well, this comes from the collective unconscious. It's mm-hmm. it's in our DNA or it's somewhere in our minds. And, you know, I mean, I think there's more advanced understandings of that now, mm-hmm. spiritually speaking, you know, how does that work? But there are different levels of the collective. I mean, there's there's the collective mainstream bullshit, mm-hmm. but then there's also this other level of the collective unconscious in a good way of like the source of inspiration that we can tap into that actually isn't ours it's not even human right that that to me is where astrology comes from it's what astrology is describing why do we all feel this energy even people who know nothing about astrology and would mock it mercilessly mm-hmm. will sometimes acknowledge they feel different kinds of energy and it's in line with what everyone else is feeling right why right i mean to me that's like the it's the other dimension or it's the other side mm-hmm. of what's going on which is the good kind of collective i mean that's the place where we do want to tune in mm-hmm. but not to the collective bullshit Right, which is the tricky part with yeah. Aquarius. It's really tricky. This is what we we're not we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's here's a newsflash again. Once mm-hmm. more, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not 75 years old. Uh, I haven't um, done everything. I haven't experienced everything you can experience. What I do know is that I know that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that I do not know mm-hmm. what to do, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm okay to not know. Mm-hmm. I'm okay to, to accept the earth. Mm-hmm. I'm okay to accept the energy 
that I'm doing, getting, and I'm I'm okay to um, just be myself. Mm-hmm. But I understand that I don't know everything, and I don't even attempt to say that I do. Mm-hmm. And that is the first one of the first steps to to allowing something else to be possible. Right. The Aquarius energy mm-hmm. of uh, the collective and and being in relation to to the collective mm-hmm. is i could um i don't know how we're going to be a part of a community mm-hmm. as far as i can tell now we're not, we're outsiders everywhere we go mm-hmm. everything we do mm-hmm. but maybe uh there's something that we don't know mm-hmm. that will will cause us to be in relation mm-hmm. to the community more than mm-hmm. we ever thought we were going to be able to mm-hmm. um but it might be that the collective shifts mm-hmm. and, right, right. and then exactly. suddenly we're actually a part of it <laughs> right. unknowingly, you right. know, but just by being ourselves and being open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking about this too, with the horse collective, you know, people talk about that mm-hmm. and this idea, people who are in the horse world about there's this new paradigm coming in horsemanship and people are, questioning old things mm-hmm. and trying to find new ways and connecting to horses in a different way. And, and, and to me, I mean, we're around horses constantly mm-hmm. every single day. The horses are, they are tuned in to something collective, but it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one thing. Right. I mean, the, the truth is the truth and they are just more, able to move between the worlds, which has always been a thing with horses throughout Mm -hmm. human history. Humans have regarded horses as these magical creatures that can go back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I think they do live on the the threshold between the worlds and they just don't have the barriers that we have. Mm -hmm. So they're able to do that movement much more easily Mm -hmm. and to just because of their just their size and the energy, the frequency, I mean, their hearts are in, immense. Mm-hmm. They have this ability to move the energy through mm-hmm. and through their bodies and to, to, to handle a lot more, right. I think, than we do. But ultimately, I don't think they, they're tuned into the same thing that all the spiritual masters are tuned into, that the birds are tuned into, that the the whole earth is connected to it's it's just one thing it's not like uh the horses have their own program going on right it does seem like that sometimes (laughs) i mean they do in a way i think they're very strange yeah i mean i think it's just so such a contrast yeah because the the human collective if you Mm -hmm. want to call it that is so fucked up and so so out of tune yeah with everything right that it seems like wow the horses are so mystical and magical yeah Really, they're just being themselves, just yeah. like a bird yeah. uh, is just being themselves. They're not trying to do anything whatsoever. No. But humans are the ones that are so confused about yeah. how to live on, yeah. on the planet Earth yeah. that it's, the, it's, it's such a contrast between the two that it seems magical right. um, when really it's, it's just the, the truth. Yeah. The truth is we're all symbiotic mm-hmm. together on, yeah. on this alive earth uh and and it's just through social human social conditioning Mm -hmm. mixed with karma Mm -hmm. mixed with samsara mixed Mm -hmm. with um i don't know many other layers Mm -hmm. of uh propaganda Mm -hmm. and um 
societal pressure、mm-hmm. that causes humans to be、mm-hmm. so out of sync with the rest of the living beings on the planet Earth. Right, right. So then there's this thing of if you want to understand what the horses understand, look at how they're living and try to live more like them. Right. I mean, what can what can you do? I was teasing one of the horses that we take care of this morning that he doesn't have an Instagram account. So how is he even living? I don't you know. know. <laughs> I mean, how's he making it? I don't know. He doesn't know what's going on in the world. He doesn't. Other than what he's picking up from that other realm,、mm-hmm. but he doesn't know what's happening in the human world in that way, like what's on the news or anything like that.、Mm-mm. He's living perfectly good、mm-hmm. and seems very alive and. Peaceful and open and open.、Mm-hmm. So, what can we learn from them? Well, don't do the things that they don't do. <laughs> you know, I mean, try it out. Right.、Uh, it's interesting because we, in the last few days, we've had a few different people we know in different contexts make similar kinds of comments about, like, they had a month off of work and it was the best month of their life, or they did some traveling and they disconnected from. All the social media and blah blah for thirty days, and they felt great.、Mm-hmm. And to us, that's like just confirmation of the truth. I mean, everybody can feel it. We can feel that we're living wrong.、Mm-hmm. That the, the way of life of humans is so out of whack and so out of alignment with the way we're supposed to be living. Yeah. But then, sadly, people just don't. Haven't yet, maybe yeah, to be、right. optimistic. Haven't yet taken that seriously、mm-hmm. to say, wait a minute, w- this is wrong.、Mm-hmm. How I'm living, clearly, I'm so much better when I'm not connected into all these things. I don't even want to say connected because connection is a good word. I mean, it、when、means、I'm、something. Influenced. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't know. Brainwashed or I'm drunk. I'm. I'm addicted to. All these different things, and when I pull myself away from that and allow myself to just live, gee, I feel so much better. Right. Th- that's the truth, and we all know that that's、mm-hmm. that's how it is. Right. But you know, and that's how the horses are,、mm-hmm. and that's why they're clearer and and more able to perceive the truth. Right. It's difficult. The the things that are happening, and have been happening, the things that are happening and and have been happening on the planet、mm-hmm. are difficult. Yeah, we we keep seeing the same things over and over again: war, death, famine,、mm-hmm. uh, degradation,、right. um, a, exploitation, exploitation,、mm-hmm. a, a mix between rich and poor.、Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah.、Mm-hmm. It's been the same story really. Yeah, since、uh, well before Rome. Was the thing? Yeah.、Uh, Rome is the same、mm-hmm. as what we got going on now. Yeah. It's the same as Babylon. It's the same as every other thing that's、yeah. ever happened. Yeah. You know, and we all can feel. We know deep down,、mm-hmm. or not even that deep down. Yeah. We just know, but we don't do. We choose.、Right. We choose to just keep on doing it. You know. Right. And we are placed here now together on the edge. On the cutting edge,、mm. and we have an opportunity in our life to go beyond what has been、uh, the safe and acceptable way、mm-hmm. to be. We、mm-hmm. we are able to be different 
we can be if we choose to be now and the energy is coming at us and we can we can join with it mm-hmm. and become um what's necessary mm-hmm. just like the horses yeah. if we want to if we can uh muster up our own courage mm-hmm. and and just uh tune in mm-hmm. to what's real mm-hmm. which is the truth which is love mm-hmm. uh, that's the message really the whole message of what we're saying mm-hmm. is love mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. if if it feels right and good and loving that's right mm-hmm. if it feels sad mm-hmm. mad angry sick shameful mm-hmm. gross hateful it's wrong mm-hmm. and empty empty it, it, those the, those are the things to help you so you can know mm-hmm. and um this energy will will be here for a while mm-hmm. so we can together mm-hmm. as a collective force mm-hmm. uh join with it and just uh say okay maybe there's something new maybe there's a new way to do things maybe there's a different way maybe there's uh 2000 different types of ways to do different types of things but if we're open we can um feel it and see if it's right for ourselves and then pursue what's necessary what's not and the things that won't work will just fall away mm-hmm. which have been happening for years and years mm-hmm. and the things that are meant to stay will will flourish and and grow mm-hmm. but without our own energy and our own courage and our own ability to see the truth we can't be uh granted into the garden uh without um first taking our armor off yeah beautiful I'm I'm thinking about um Pluto. Mm-hmm. You know, Pluto the archetype of the shaman. Mm-hmm. What does the shaman do? And and what what does Pluto do when mm-hmm. it moves into a new sign? What's it going to do? Mm-hmm. I think that obviously the 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 best way is for it to go into seeing what's there mm-hmm. it's like a uh, an assessment or an inventory of what's happening and that's what we were saying about just starting to question mm-hmm. starting to look very deeply pluto wants to look very deeply yeah. wants to see the truth and get to the the underside of things and the shadows and the shaman has to be able to face the demons head on but then know how to handle them and 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 fight them as a as a warrior really and then come back and possibly go up to the other realm i mean you can think of it in a lot of different ways but there's a there's a vertical way where it's the below the shadow world and the above which is the spiritual dimension the the realm of the gods mm-hmm. um and the shaman is able to move through these and then the human realms in between that the shaman can move up and down can go down below figure out what's happening come back up go up above and that there is going to be a constant movement back and forth between those mm-hmm. to get the information balance it out take it back to the humans so i mean it it's an interesting thing um 
I was also thinking with Pluto and the demons, and mm. we keep referencing this, but we've been talking quite a lot about it, so maybe we should say what we're learning. Yeah. I mean, and it's related to the collective and Pluto. It's that the demons that we face individually are not actually individual. Right. And that's where this collective unconscious, the collective, what, what's going on, we're all connected. Because uh, tying back to the beginning with the, the suicide, step back from the ledge, why? Why do so many different humans experience the same feeling? Mm -hmm. The same feeling of hopelessness, despair, darkness, shame, rage, all the, the terrible things. I mean, those feelings are not unique. No. So many people feel them. Mm -hmm. And what we're finding as we go in to face them is that they're not us. Right. They're not us. There's some kind of outer external force. Right. Which is an old way of looking at it, mm -hmm. of the shaman would say, you're literally possessed mm -hmm. by a demon right. and you have to get it out. Mm -hmm. But that is what we're seeing right. with each other and our own experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, I don't know, how does that connect to this thing with Aquarius? I mean, maybe it's, what do you think? Well, I think the Aquarius has the ability to, to go to the above to yeah. the god realms and get get the uh, yeah, like yeah. prometheus yeah so if he has to do that mm -hmm. uh, if that's the cutting edge if that's what technology mm -hmm. requires a, mm -hmm. of him then also he needs to be able to uh, go down yeah and fight and yeah, and, yeah. and slash down yeah. um like we've said so many times before yeah. cut the demon's head off with the katana yeah and and be uh, free of yeah. the demons yeah it's not you yeah it's not your childhood it's not your mother it's not your uh, Freudian uh, nightmare. It's a demon. Mm -hmm. And a demon should not be fed. Mm -hmm. A demon needs to be straight up killed. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why um, it's, a, it, it's been such a fierce hold mm -hmm. upon humanity for so long mm -hmm. is that we've been uh, led um, astray by, by collective um, thinkers of the time mm -hmm. that we are our own, mm -hmm. you know, we are all one is the, is really what's going on. Mm -hmm. And there is no I, mm -hmm. there is no self consciousness. Mm -hmm. We are all, there is just consciousness itself. Mm -hmm. And being that that's the case, there's also other realms mm -hmm. and other entities, mm -hmm. other beings that are not human mm -hmm. and never were mm -hmm. this feeling of shame, hate, mm -hmm. uh, Fear, that is not human mm -hmm. feeling, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a demon and yeah. it comes, it comes to get you Yeah, and it, and it, it succeeds oftentimes if you feed it and yeah. say, you know what, maybe I am worthless. Maybe right. I, maybe I do suck, you know, mm -hmm. no, that's bullshit. Right. The demon sucks. Mm -hmm. They're worthless. Right. They're, that's why they're trying to get a hold of you mm -hmm. because they have nothing for themselves. They have no creativity, mm -hmm. no ability to, to go above. Um, that's not to say that the, you know, fuck, fuck all that. The below, the no. below is just part of the, of the above. Mm -hmm. There's, it's all one thing, you know? So there's no need to be afraid mm -hmm. and to be, to go into shame. Mm -hmm. If, if you have a feeling and a, a outburst or a mm -hmm. attack of a demon, just attack it back, mm -hmm. cut it off and move mm -hmm. on. Yeah, it's not something to be shameful about, or right. even spend more than three minutes 
processing. Fuck you, demon. Goodbye. Next thing. Oh, beautiful. The sun pops out. Oh, my God. I'm back alive and back into the real what's really going on. Yeah, which is also about the collective and then this reclaiming what that means to say that this focus, this obsessive focus in Western culture on the individual mm-hmm. is got to go. I mean, yeah. it's, it's got to go. Mm-hmm. It, it's gonna, it has to end if we're going to move on into the next iteration, the next chapter, because what it's done is it has broken the connection between humans and tried to make everything about like you were saying, it's like, it's your individual problem. Mm-hmm. And that's it's on so many levels, but it is psychological as well and spiritual. Mm-hmm. Well, this is your problem. Go to therapy. You try to work it out, you and the therapist. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to work because it's not yours and you can't do it alone. And we found that together that if the demons pop in for me or for you, the best way for us to get out of it is for the other person to help us. Mm-hmm. So it 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 will quickly break down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there's connection and love, love will overpower it so fast. But if there's all this stuff about we're all just individuals, you know, the individual is king. It's the whole one of the biggest underlying things in this culture is about that mm-hmm. individual rights, individual freedom, individual money, mm-hmm. individual property, individual boundaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, we come across that a lot as a couple as well, right. because we're bucking the system on that too. Right. We're not supposed to be as close as we are. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to be one one being, the right. two of us. We're right. supposed to be two individuals with proper boundaries and you have your life and I have mine. And you know, we've decided that that doesn't work. Not for us. It doesn't, it just, I don't even think it works for anyone. No. I mean, look around. How many happy relationships are coming out of that framework? I mean, truly happy, deeply loving, fulfilling relationships don't come from that framework because it's not the truth. The truth is love. Love is connection. Love is we're all part of one thing. Mm -hmm. So the more separate you become, the less you're in a state of love. And the more you're vulnerable, I mean, that's how the demons get you. Right. They can get you alone. Right. But they can't get you if you're connected with love to anything. I mean, another human's helpful because the human can use words. Mm -hmm. But if you have that deep connection to a horse or a dog or a bird or the sky, I've been there. I mean, there have been times where that was the only thread I had. Yeah. I felt so completely alone with no human that I could trust or turn to that I was like, well, the birds, Mm -hmm. the birds are going to help me make it. The flowers. Mm -hmm. I love the flowers. They're beautiful. The trees are clearly helping me. Mm -hmm. I mean, those things are always there for us when we're on earth. Right. So. Just like when a storm comes, we can be individually Mm -hmm. um, hiding. Mm -hmm. You know, we can have a hundred people we're in a small community where we're at now mm-hmm. and there's houses everywhere. Mm-hmm. And if a storm comes, mm-hmm. we're all getting blasted. Mm-hmm. What, what if uh, the demons come for us all? Mm-hmm. It, it would be better if we all banded together in a group mm-hmm. and 
fought it off mm-hmm. or, or built a shelter and all went underneath the shelter mm-hmm. rather than trying to individually build our own little hamlets mm-hmm. to hide away from the, from the sky. We're all underneath it, the sky mm-hmm. uh, together. And together we can build our own beautiful temple that is in, in alignment with the energy instead of a, a fighting against it to be um, independent. And to be uh, separated. Um, but so what about freedom? That's the free, freest place you can be is freedom within. Mm-hmm. That that is the only place there is because right. freedom is truth. Right. Truth is love. That's how it is. That's how it works. Yeah, but I mean, I think then that narrative gets taken by by tune in, turn on, tune in, drop out uh, hippies. Who yeah, or modern liberals that are using it to try to enforce. Conformity, really. Oh, right, right. It's like, oh, well, well, are you, are you doing what's best for the group? Mm, right. But then right. who's determining what's best for the group? If right. the government is determining that, you can be pretty sure that it's not what's best for the group. It's right. what's best for those who are in power. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always the case, has always been the case throughout mm-hmm. history. Right. And can will continue to be. But I think that's one of those twisted I mean, there's the propaganda, you know, becomes this twisted narrative of like, well, if you really care about the collective and then it forces more conformity and more rules and more regulations and more mm-hmm. all these things, right. which is like the anarchist principle of self rule mm-hmm. is that actually humans can be trusted in their innate goodness and their aliveness to do what needs to be done. Like you're saying, like, could we just come together? as neighbors, mm-hmm. it does happen yeah. quite a bit. Like every natural disaster that happens, there's many stories of that. Right. So it does seem to be still somewhat, there's a flicker yeah, of we, that. We just need a Uranus-type shakeup. Yeah. We, we need, which is unavoidable. You know? right. That's the right. thing I think that, that people get all fucked up about. Yeah. Like, so what are we, where are we coming? Where are we going to hide? Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but you're gonna die right everyone is going to die (laughs) no matter how safe we are until then yeah we're still gonna die yeah even if we have two thousand people touching us at the point of death still then right we're gonna die even if we're wearing a crown and we're we're (laughs) dying inside of the the a marble gold-plated uh tomb we're still gonna die yeah you know Uh, might as well just be have inner freedom right now today yeah, I was thinking that this morning. I was like getting the horse feed out. And for some reason, I just had this feeling of how short life is and how fast it goes. Because we have our current lifestyle, we've set up you know, a way mm-hmm. for us to be, we have a pretty good amount of freedom. Yeah. You know, we are doing, we're working, we're taking care of horses and we're doing our own creative work and we're doing other things but we don't have an we don't have a structure like we don't have to be in a office nine to five and whatever and even with this amount of freedom there's so many days where i can think of 20 things i want to do before Mm -hmm. lunch right and we can't do them all right and it just goes so fast Mm -hmm. and it's like uh yeah you know what are we doing right why are we fucking around Mm -hmm. we don't have that much time no and spending, I mean, this thing we always talk about of retirement and connects back to what I was saying earlier about all oh, the vacation from work was the only time you felt alive. 
quit your fucking job right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? You could die today. Mm -hmm. uh, this whole thing of depending on the structure, I mean, it's very Capricorn. Just keep working no matter what you feel and you have to get to this end result. Mm -hmm. But the, it's a lie because there is no end result in this system. And then you get to, supposedly you get to retirement. If you're lucky, you make it to that age. You have no idea whether you will, first of all. And if you do, are you going to be healthy? Are you going to be strong? Are you going to be able to do the things you can do now when you're at your peak strength and vitality? No, you're not. I mean, there's just no way around it. Here's the truth. My late wife died when she was 34 years old. My friend in the army committed suicide when he was 28 years old. My friend uh, died, OD'd on heroin when he was 19 years old. That's the truth. The, there's, no, there's no time mm -hmm. to wait, mm -hmm. to, to try to save. Mm -hmm. it's, there's only this exact mm -hmm. precious, beautiful moment mm -hmm. that you have. And this moment is free. Yeah. No matter what anyone says, you're free. That's it. That's the truth. They, the systems, blah, blah, blah. In this moment, you can do anything you want. You can do a cartwheel right now. You can go, you can choose to, to smile at, to the coffee person that gives you their coffee. You could say, you know what? Let's just, just close the register down. Let's go outside right now. I have a Frisbee in my, in my hand. Let's play Frisbee together. Mm -hmm. Who knows? You could do anything you want. There's nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping anyone from doing anything, actually. There is no system. There is no anything. It's just a bunch of people. And uh, a bunch of fear. Right, right. The, what, what, are you, what is there mm -hmm. to be afraid of? Mm -hmm. Death is coming for every single person. Mm -hmm. Until then, we're alive. So while we are alive, we should be alive all yeah. the way. Right. Without fear, uh, without demons. And without uh, nonsense, yeah, we can do it. And it is possible. Mm -hmm. And we are going to do it. Mm -hmm. That's just how it works. And we're going to figure it out. And I believe, I know actually, that it's going to happen. And it's going to be with you involved. If you're listening to this right now, you're involved in this whole process. Thank God. We're, we're all one. We're all together. And we're all feeling the energy together. And you can make whatever the hell you want to make out of life in this moment, which you can beautifully do for free. Uh, so just do it. I think I keep saying this over and over again. Just do it. Just go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. true. You should. Yeah. And we're, we're just going for it as well. And together, we can win. We'll, we can win. Winning just means today is great. That's it. Was today great? All right. We won. Mm -hmm. I don't know about retirement or anything else. <laughs> All I know is today mm -hmm. is good. Today was a good day. Yeah, which is also the Aries North Node that we've got, the transiting Aries North Node for right. everyone. Right. is also part of this current energy. I was thinking of that too. And this return to just be alive mm -hmm. in the moment mm -hmm. and then see what happens. Right. <laughs> it made me think of just now when you were talking when we first met one night, we were like staying up all night talking about things. And you were talking about going to the bank and looking around at the people there. And then you were like, 
who agreed to this? How, why are we all doing this? No one wants to do this. No. I never agreed to this. No. I was born into this. No one asked me, do I want to live in this kind of system where money is the king and it's all ruining our lives? No one wants to do this. No. So why yeah. are we doing it? Why? Or like one day, not that long ago, we were in um, Rio Rancho driving. I think we were going to get Celia. And we were looking around the cars and you were like, everyone could just get out of their car right now. Mm-hmm. and stop doing this. <laughs> like, why are we doing this? Yeah, just pull over. And then what would happen? I mean, if everyone just stopped, it would stop. It would stop. It would stop uh, instantly. I mean, instantaneously, the whole supposed framework of, right. of society would instantaneously come to a grinding halt. Right. Uh, and it would, it's possible. Right. I mean, that's the thing. I think people are like, you know, there's no need to be scared. No. It's possible, and there's no need to be f- fearful of anything. There is no government or, or anything. Uh, there's way more of us than there are of them. Yeah, we've got the numbers, just like the anti-flag song. We got the numbers. And uh, here's one example. In the Army, I was uh, in the field. I was in the sniper section, and we went to go do some training. At that time, I think it was 2010, and there was some sort of nonsense with the government where there's going to be a government shutdown because of some budgetary crisis. In the field in Germany, we're doing training. The commander stopped the training, called everyone to this, a tent, and was like, we're not doing any fucking training if we're not getting paid on the first. So fuck this. This was like a battalion commander, full bird colonel saying this. Uh, guess what? There, there is no army. There's no authority. There's no jailers. There's, no, there's just these people who have agreed or unconsciously agreed to do certain things. Uh, everyone can just stop, take the uniform off, take the fucking hat off, shave the beard off, uh, throw the Carhartt hat in the trash. <laughs> and just I like be- my Carhartt hat. <laughs> and just be yourself and just go with it. It's possible and it's, and it's happening and we can if we want to and we're choosing to. We, we choose to. Yeah. Well, there's two. All yeah. right. Guess what? Hello out there. There's two. Two is half of a rifle team. Mm-hmm. Half two is half of a. You could do a pretty good um, volleyball game with four. Uh, you know, one on one is hard, but right. if we had two more, we could have a volleyball game. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we had five mm-hmm. on each side. That's a great volleyball game. Uh, that's the, that's the fact on Earth right now. Uh, put it down. Go outside. Uh, if you see a human, join hands, <laughs> say hello, and and agree to to be free. I don't think I can improve on that. Beautiful. Thank you.